Yo. I'm mad. Peachy, you mad? Yeah, I'm mad. Moose, how you feeling? You already know, bro. Man, let's get this show started, yo. Hey. Mo's nose. Season three, Peachy. It's about that time. Everybody turn your TVs on. The Mo's nose, Peachy, Breezy, and Fed of God. They keep it nitty gritty when they bring you nine and tall. We two gorilla silver back, nah, silver. You know it's busting good discussion because we get it in. Every time, you know we grinding. I was eight to ten. We always play to win. The faithful going hard. It's Wayne, Breezy, Peachy, Mo's nose, and Fed of God. Let's get it. Nitty green, it's the line is tall. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty green, it's the line is tall. We outline players up and show. Nitty green, it's the line is tall. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty green, it's the line is tall. Line is tall. Nitty green, it's the line is tall. What's going on, everybody? The Nitty Gritty Niners Talk is back. We're almost all home. Fair's still out there traveling. He'll be home shortly. That's why he's not here. But Moe's, you're home. Peachy's home. I'm home. We're back. I'm tired. I ain't even going front. I think I'm exhausted. I, I, I think I'm just, I'm just exhausted. Peachy, how you feeling? Moe's, how you feeling? Feel free to take turns, but I'm letting everybody in the world know that I'm exhausted. My voice hurts, uh, and I'm tired of losing, you know, especially the ways we in, in the ways that we lose. Peachy, how, how you feeling? Yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted by just being exhausted, <laughs> and I'm exhausted because I'm, I'm a little, like, I'm, no, I lied. I'm a lot exhausted over this 49ers squad right now. I'm, I'm, I'm tired and not enough adjectives to describe how I feel right now. I'm just past being stressed out and worried sick. I'm just exhausted. I'm watching these other NFL teams, the way that they go out there and perform every Sunday. And I'm just not liking what I'm seeing right now for my 49ers. Mm. Mm. Most, you know, we, we're going to get this off our chest real quick and then we're going to let everybody know like that we had a great time overall. <laughs> and it's the most, most, you got back the earliest. I'm dying to know how you're wide awake and good to go right now. Like, <laughs> what's going on? Bro? Uh, so yeah, I, I got back the earliest. I think my flight was at 7 30. Um, so I got back home. Mrs. picked me up. I came home, and uh, the, the baby didn't take her morning nap yet. So me and her cuddled up on the couch. So we got that morning nap in. I needed it. Y'all can probably still hear it in my voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, like, like my sister <laughs> and my brother, uh, physically exhausted because it was it was it was a fun weekend, but it was long and we was up and was partying, having a good time. So my my body is just you know, from the ripping and running. Um, and then mentally, man, like it's one thing to watch it at home and be frustrated, but like to be in the building uh-huh. and to see it happen uh-huh. firsthand, all the mistakes, all the miscues, uh, it was just, you know, and, and 
I'll I'll say this. I'll add this, and then I'll, I'll wrap it up. You know, this first part. The the we showed up. The faithful, you know, those who are in the chat, you know, that went. I saw. Shout out to Corey. He he, he showed up at the the Rush Road Trip party. Corey S yes, in the chat right now came with his twin brother, and I'm like, wait, is two of y'all? Um, but yeah, you know, we showed up. For sure. We showed out. Um, and the Falcons fans, listen, they were great. They didn't give us, you know, trouble. Uh, no at least where me and Fair were sitting. You know, we had some, you know, some good back and forth. But it was all in, in the fun of the game. It was all respectful. Uh, but to not be able to get back with them, especially in the second half, it was just uh, – just emotionally, like, what is going on? How do we see a team that completely handles the Rams and then follows that up and completely handles the Panthers and then come out and put that type of performance on the field? So, yeah, definitely physically draining, but also just mentally frustrating at the the inconsistencies of this football team right now. Yeah, man, and, and it's tough. I know people are like, oh, man, they didn't do shows yesterday. Listen, we had the whole crew out there in Atlanta. Shout out to John Chapman and the 49ers Rush Road Trip, man. Uh, yes. We had a blast. I'm telling you right now, when John and I do something, we go big or go home. The Nitty Gritty mm-hmm. Niner crew was crazy. They, like, took over Atlanta. We had, we had like, a whole section of Atlanta just rocking with us. Yeah. It was just phenomenal, yo. Like, the work you did, Peachy, Moe's, Fair. I know I got this comment up here, and I apologize if it looks crazy. It, it was just it was just amazing. I hope John is doing well. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to speak to him because he got he left early, too, that he was running like Forrest to connect. His uh, to catch his connecting flight, so I'm hoping everything is good with John. John, we love you, bro. Uh, thank you for an amazing time. Thank you, John. Uh, we put it on for for our faithful though, and then then the team don't show up, and I I, I think that's what I want this show to be about because we definitely got eight town stomp, and I'm gonna keep it a buck. All I was doing was eight town stomping, dirty burden all throughout Atlanta. Next thing I'm I'm walking back with broken wings, like you know what I'm saying. It was crazy. It was crazy. Uh, and most said it best. Their fans, yeah. So far, everywhere I've gone, I've I've dealt with a one fans. You got your you got your few fans out there that just don't know how to shut up. But we we've dealt with some a one, you know, high class fans. So shout out to the faith, uh, the fans from Atlanta, uh, the Rise Up fans. You guys were like a one man. Your hospitality was tremendous, and I just want to come back down there and just kick it with you, not during football season, because yeah. The ones that we met were just on point. Like, you know, um, let's get through the formalities of the show, guys. Make sure you guys uh, like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, Let me just get rid of this overlay while we do all this stuff. Right here, YouTube, youtube.com backslash Wayne Breezy. All right, make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. You can also become a member uh, as well. You guys know how to do that. All right, follow and subscribe on twitch.tv backslash Wayne Breezy. There's the Twitter for the NGN Talk family. Make sure you go to Instagram and Twitter at NGN Talk. You can also follow us on our own socials. We truly would appreciate the love. You feel me? Uh, Facebook, follow, subscribe, and join on Facebook, Nitty Gritty Niners. Um, It's unfortunate, like, no one is winning these. Uh, score predictions because we're unpredictable. Like the 49ers yeah. are weird like that. So that's exactly uh, it. 
but thank you, Miss Debbie, for keeping this keeping mm-hmm. the party going. We love you. Here's our email address, nittygrittyniners at gmail.com. You can also get Nitty Gritty Niners apparel. We got our own shop. Go to www.nittygrittyninersshop.com. All right. And uh yeah, let, let's go ahead and get down to the get down. Look, 49ers lost. It, it I'm let me ask you this. Are you guys sad? Mad. You got you pick one emotion, sad or mad. Which one would it be? Let's start with Moe's and then we'll go with Peachy. And then everybody out there, sad or mad? I'm mad. I mean, I, I probably would say more pissed off, but yeah, I, I go with mad mm-hmm. if those are my two options. I like that. Sad. Okay, so sad, so mad and pissed off and then sad and disappointed. I, I, I'm going to add, the, yeah, I like how, you, yeah. Peachy? Yeah, I'm the same. I I'm I'm pissed off. Like I yeah, I'm aggravated, mad as hell, um, all those, yeah. Okay. I I and and MPG, feel free to post up all the mads and the sads. I think I'm more okay. sad and disappointed. Okay. Um yeah, like look, I I'm the crazy one, right? I'm the optimistic kid. I'm the one that believes the 49ers can go out there and win every single game, but they got to stick to a script. There's a certain script they got to stick to. And I think I'm more sad and, and, and disappointed because, A, 49ers got beat with their own medicine. That should never happen. And, and B, there, there, you, our, our, I, feel, I feel like our head coaching, our, excuse me, our coaching period is top notch coaching and regardless of the players regardless of whatever like it is their job it is their duty to make sure that those those men that go out there on the field are ready locked and loaded and i felt like there were situations where i didn't understand certain looks uh you know certain certain plays certain things. And so I'm a little sad and disappointed that we got to keep going back and forth. It's like a topple thing, you know, like I'm, I'm not angry and mad anymore because the Denver game probably put me at the angry and mad. I felt like we didn't play that bad to be angry and mad. I don't think the defense was that bad. And now that I went back and rewatched it there, I thought the defense was terrible. I didn't think the offense was that bad when I went back to rewatch it, but now we got to get back to the missed opportunities. We got to get back to all the things, all the boxes that weren't checked off. There were plays drawn up, bad execution. Uh, So I'm a little sad and disappointed that after week six, we still not checking off certain boxes. And I would think we should be checking off certain boxes, mainly on the offensive side, when you got the majority of your talent available. Is the offensive side more talented than the defensive side currently? Based on injuries, but it, with yeah, that I'm stipulation just, yeah. of currently, yes. Yeah. So, 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 because of that, I'm sad and disappointed that they couldn't execute week six. You only had you had two different quarterbacks. One is injured for the season. You should have been used to the other one by now. Ain't no new weapons up there other than Ray Ray McLeod. You're the only new weapon. The new talent. And for once, we can't blame the mother freaking offensive line. 
So I'm, yeah. I'm sad and disappointed in this team at this moment. And it's okay to be pissed off, mad, angry, frustrated, sad. I don't care. That's just how I'm feeling. Because I can't explain to you the why. And I don't think they can explain to us the why either. I think that's why I'm pissed. Because they can't explain it. Ooh. When they get up in the press conferences Ooh, and no. it just sounds like a bunch of fluff to say I obligated my contractual duty to speak to media and I don't hear real answers for I have yet to hear a real answer from Kyle Shanahan for why we haven't seen Jordan Mason run the football I have yet to find a real answer to why that hasn't happened you raved about this kid so much so that when the and I've said this before and I will keep saying it I will beat the dead horse on this so much so that you kept five running backs before releasing uh, Trey Sermon, you kept five running backs because you know it was something special about this kid. You saw it every single day. Now he doesn't get touches. Only action he gets is on special teams, blocking for Ray Ray McLeod. Why? And that's just that's just one of the things I'm frustrated about, I'm pissed off about. Like you said, we got punched in the mouth with our own formula. Every faithful fan that I saw after that game walking back to Hudson Grill, going uh, out to, you know, different restaurants that we went to after that, in the airport, walking past 49er fans. And they're talking, it was like, you mad as I am? I said, I'm mad. I said, I'm pissed off. And it was like, tell me what was that, bro? And I, and I tell you, I said, what's our formula? Every single 49er fan that I saw after the game and in the airport this morning, What's our formula, bro? Run the football. What's our formula, bro? I had one person standing with his wife, and I asked him, what's our formula? His wife said, run the football. She said, I told you. I said that to him during the game. Why they not running the football? And she's not a 49er fan. He's the 49er fan. She just going to the game with him. They travel together. And she knows we need to be running the football. Hmm. I'm trying to – because that, there was a point in the game – where Kyle Shanahan like clearly like abandoned the run like it was just mm-hmm. uh, you know but there was something else working so listen there for some reason the Atlanta Falcons interior defense and if if you want to if you want to put this neg- negative notation to the offensive line this would be this would have been it. I, I didn't think their running, their rushing attack was great from an offensive line standpoint. Guys were guys couldn't get one yard. Guys weren't you, Jeff Wilson couldn't get through blocks. The the holes were too narrow. Like, it was weird stuff that you normally see. It was it it wasn't happening. But in pass pro, offensive line was pretty damn good. And it's weird that they can't ever just be good in both. It's like either we're going to be good in one or we're going to not be good in one. So the offensive line, in my opinion, that's kind of, you know, where I felt they struggled in the run game. But to give them some slack, that's what most call it, they ain't get a lot of chances neither. Because and you got and you have to abandon it. Even, yeah, even if it's not working up front, you got to keep doing it. Because Atlanta really 
if you look at the the average per carry, their average per carry wasn't crazy. Nah. But they kept at it. They kept, they they kept wasn't at they it. wasn't running for five and six yards a pop, but they kept at it. They they punched us in our in the mouth with our own formula. Right. And if you that's, want that's a coaching thing, though, Mose. If you want if you want the offensive line to get in the groove, that's my if point. you want them to kind of wake up, you keep allowing them to do that. Right. So Shout we got you got to factor in that fumble, but go ahead and do your shout out because we're gonna get to that. Remember the fumble part. I was just going to say, shout out to Not Our Gang Podcast, our brother Dion. Great point, Dion. I, I feel exactly the same way. We threw the ball 41 times and ran 16. What happens when Jimmy has to throw too much? We all know this. Like, we literally all know this. What is our formula? We know how that our, our formula is either that the run and the pass need to be close to the same amount or... Our runs need to be more than our pass attempts. Like, it literally has to be that way. That's just the 49ers formula. Like, that's just what we do. Mm-hmm. I agree. That is the formula until shit happens. So let's not add – Let's we we can't say that that's the formula and then not add in certain – and then not talk about the context. The 49ers trailed the game, and they – like immediately Kyle abandoned it. Like the moment they went down 14 nothing, like he Jeff Wilson had another he had a, a nice decent run for like 11 12 yards I believe and then Kyle just went straight screens. It, it threw it it threw them off. And I think I think and I can't speak for Kyle Shanahan, but I really think he was trying to get back on track with his game plan and then his defense let him down. And so I, I think that's what it was. Because then after that, we was down by seven at the half. We got the ball back, stalled on offense again, gave them the ball back. They score again. Like, it's weird, like, how it went. So I think you got to factor in the context to why we kind of, like, just abandoned the run and then Jimmy was just throwing. Because you got to remember, Jimmy was 12 for 14 before, just be- before that last drive. Last drive, and and at the end of the first half, he was twelve for fourteen. Jimmy was dealing short passes. Nothing was deep. Nothing was. It was all one yard passes. It was it was the forty nine er way. That's part of the forty nine er way. <laughs> um, but I think going down fourteen nothing, Kyle knew he couldn't just run the ball, and 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 find a way to get back into the game. A it takes up too much time on the clock, depending on how how it works out, and then B. He was trying to score quickly. And I think the quickest way to get them scores back was running those screens. We ran tight end screens, fullback screens, wide receiver screens, bubble screens. Like it was just, it's probably a damn screen for the quarterback at some point. Like Kyle was trying to get back in the game, which he did, which which they did, which they did. And uh, and 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 unfortunately, the the balance of the formula just didn't pan out because of context. Now I I feel like I'm with y'all. Like you, Kyle. You got you got to figure that out though. Like you got to figure it out. You know, running the ball late in the game can sustain drives. It can keep your defense off the field. There's so many things to do, but he just straight like abandoned it. It was like there was no sense of urgency. There was no sense of this. There was no sense of that. And he put the ball in Jimmy's hands. And like you said, Peachy, and 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 Dion. Usually, you put the ball in Jimmy's hands. 
We don't win. We don't win. We don't, we just don't win. I, and I can't explain Kyle. I'll never be able to explain him to anybody. I can't. This is impossible. It's impossible to figure out. Um, but there's context there, uh, especially after watching the game a second time. Like being there live watching the game was different, like Mo said earlier. But going back and then re-watching it, and then tomorrow I'm going to be breaking down film during my travels, we're going to be mad. I can tell you that right now. now so you want to know why I'm, I'm not mad yet. I'm sad and disappointed. When I start watching that film, Mose and Peachy, here comes the angry Wayne. Because that, I'm going to really dial up these missed opportunities. Uh, Jimmy missing wide open guys, wide open guys dropping passes. Like, like it's going to, it's going to get, I'm going to turn, I'm going to turn angry for real. Um, right. and, and, and it's just unfortunate. And that's just what it is, what it is. Again, 49ers lose. Let's go ahead and break down some of the stuff from this game that we saw. So like we said, we went down 14, nothing. Let's start with that fumble. Oh no. Read that comment that Moses was talking about. You said you started. Yeah. Here it is. Kyle is his own worst enemy. Shout out to Corey. Uh, he overthinks things and tries out sm- uh, to outsmart other coaches. When in the reality, the league is caught up to him to his tendencies. Let's talk about this, uh, Peachy. Why don't you take this one first? Uh, Mo's you doing, and I'll nightcap it. Um, it's Kyle's. Uh, let's start with the first part. Actually, Peachy, you take the first part. It's Kyle's own worst enemy. We'll break it down into parts. Yeah, I think that he definitely has become his own worst enemy. Because he, it's like he just keeps shooting himself on the foot. Mm. Like every single week, it seems like. And um, this is in a win or a loss. So let's not get that twisted. Like whether we lose or win, there are still instances where Kyle shoots himself in the foot. Because we know that after games that we win, we still see a lot of things that he, you know, especially like with um, certain um, play calls and different things like that, that he tries to do. So I do believe, yeah, that he does, that he definitely is. Yeah, I I agree. (laughs) I I agree. He's just like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, mm-hmm. yo. Like, I, I just don't know which one's going to show up through the door. Right. Uh, but I, I agree. Uh, Mose, why don't you take the second part, and I'll take up the third one. He overthinks things and tries to out, outsmart other coaches. <laughs> Overanalyzes. Um, I like that. This, I mean, for me, this goes to the concept of stubbornness that I always talk about with him where he thinks that, doing something outside of the norm is outsmarting other coaches. When in reality, to me, I think him doing something outside of his norm gives other coaches confidence in what they're doing. If a defensive coordinator can see that he's got Kyle outside of his game plan, especially with a quarterback with limitations like Jimmy Garoppolo, if I'm a defensive coordinator and I know that Kyle is outside of what he normally does and he's not in a groove because he's outside of what he normally does. That's a win for me. That's a confidence booster for me. I, yeah, it's over and it's done with, but go back to the Super Bowl. Every player on that chief's defense said, 
oh, we were happy when they stopped running the ball. <laughs> when we found out that they were passing and they weren't running the ball, that made us excited. What you got? Tag me in. Tag me in. This is what happened. And the reason why players were saying that is because Kyle Shanahan is starting to become too predictable. And, and I think that's the issue. And I see some of y'all out here saying, why can't he be a little bit more creative? And then that factors into the part that Moses talking about him being stubborn and me taking the shade of that to side to say that Kyle just don't trust any mother freak out there. I just, there's not a lot of players Kyle Shanahan trusts. We talked about it this weekend. He don't and trust his coaches, Moses. If there's coaches he don't trust, and there's players that he don't trust. And he's trying to trust Jimmy. I tell you, he's trying. Because that's all he's got left. That's it. That's all he's got left. And honestly, great point. he Corey. burned that bridge. He burned that bridge. Ooh. So now, because he don't have no other choice, now he's trying to rebuild that bridge. But it's, it's already been burnt. It's already been burnt. If I'm Kyle Shanahan, y'all, I'm going to go to Jimmy. All right, what you want to do? Why not? Why not? Why not? Because you didn't you didn't you didn't have a plan in place. Why not? I knew. <laughs> he's been Kyle Shanahan has been in this league and he's been around this league since birth. He's been around this league too long the point. to not know that when you are successful in this league and you do something right, other teams are going to poach your staff members. They've poached everybody that has been underneath him to this point. Sean McVay got snatched up. Robert Sala got snatched up. Then LaFleur gets snatched up. And now you got the, the little brother LaFleur who went with Sala to the Jets. And now Mike McDaniel is a head coach in Miami. Snatched up. Now, that's great that he's able to identify talent for his coaching staff but you didn't do anything in preparation for eventually when those guys would leave mm. you didn't have somebody under them in the wings that you were grooming to eventually take that their spot that you also could trust and I mean there's one name that comes to mind because he's on our staff Clay Kubiak he's again he's been around his league his dad has been a head coach in this league but Clay is not obviously at a point where you can trust him to make him your pass game or run game coordinator like you did with LaFleur and McDaniel and give them give him that amount of responsibility and authority over helping you game plan during the week. You bring in Anthony Lynn, but I I don't see much evidence of his stamp on this offense. Maybe I'm missing something, but I don't see much of an Anthony Lynn stamp in this running game yet. So you don't have anybody you can trust. You're doing this all by yourself. And like Corey said, you're trying to oversmart and outthink in E equals MC squared, and you get punched in your mouth with your own formula, and you don't know how to combat that? Yeah. You, throw, you have Jimmy throw for 41 times, but half of them, like you said, Breezy, is screens. Oh. And, one, and one thing that went right for Atlanta, and I think it was because they had the momentum. They yes, were feeling sir. good about what they were doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we was give, getting those screens, but they were tackling. How how we saw against the Rams 
where Debo caught that short pass and broke like four tackles and took it to the house, we wasn't getting that in Atlanta. We wasn't getting Debo on a screen and him taking it for 40 yards or 50 yards or taking it to the house or Kittle breaking three, four, five tackles and getting 26, 27, 30 yards. We wasn't getting that. We was getting six. We was getting eight. We might have got 11 or 12, but we wasn't getting big plays from those because Atlanta had the momentum and it was making tackles. And then Kyle, we talk about trust. Stopped going down the field. Why? Ray Ray with a drop. Charlie Warner with a drop. Jawan Jennings with a drop. He went down the field late in the game because he had to. Completed pass to Brandon Ayuk. Comes back on a holding. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you a thousand percent, Breezy, that there is context to this. But there's also, again, there were some parts where Kyle was in his bag and there there was lack of execution, but I think as again, as much of an offensive genius as we say he is, I'm I'm expecting Kyle to have something for every single situation. Just because yeah. he's been around the game so long. Right. Or just because he's quote unquote the great. The genius. Like, you can't you can't like I can never and I'm not I'm not talking about like championships because it'd be hard to compare anybody to like Bill Belichick, but because he's had too many. Um, but if if Kyle was going down that road, being one of those guys, A, he's got to win a chip, right? Mm-hmm. But let's just say as far as, you know, coaching, right? If he was going down that road, Bill, the one thing I loved about Bill, the one thing I like about Bill still to this day is the simple fact that he must trust coaches. Like, I, I, I don't think he has trust issues. Now, it's still either his way or the highway. But but if you're his coordinator, boom. If you're the defensive coordinator, boom. Here's what I want. Here's my plan. I'll make it happen from what you see. Put it together. Make it work. Every year, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tom Brady had a different offense on the field. Every year he had different players. Now, they always had Tom Brady, but he had different running backs, different wide receivers, different offensive coordinators, different play schemes, different whatever. And for some reason, after they got through the bumps and bruises and the nooks and crannies, it started to work. And for some reason, like, I'm I'm trying to figure out why Kyle Shanahan can't make, if he's this great coach, why he can't make those same type of adjustments and it's got it, it has to do with something personal it's not it's not a skill set as a coach it's just the fact that he just he just does, he just wants to do it all or he doesn't trust somebody else's opinion or 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 whatever he does have people he trusts but apparently the ones that are on his staff aren't them and that's the, and that's unfortunate but that's on him like me bam yeah is Kyle a natural folder under pressure situations? Uh, his track record is saying that. Yep. And I'm not even talking about the the Super Bowl debacle or none of that. Like, but you got to start I'm there. Talking about period. regular season. Yeah. Period. When you're down and you I have so. to come back, like you start at that Super Bowl situation, and you take the biggest game on the biggest lights, the biggest stage, and you watch the fold, right? And then. You give Kyle mad leeway 
because he comes into a team that was shit dumpster fire. He he, he gets time to turn it around. He's de- he deals with injuries every single year, the most in the league every single year. We that's not his fault. That the players getting injured, like, but I'm just is, saying that that's part of the problem there. I think that's the problem. Uh, guys, we don't we don't want to talk about. We, we talk about Jimmy not being limited. We talk about our players not being limited in talent. We talk about this. Guys, our players can't stay healthy. And it's unfortunate that we watch other teams get injuries, but it just seems like the 49ers players get injured at the most crucial, critical positions in the NFL. Like the pieces that you that they they need to be on the field. Not having Nick Bosa being able to go due to a groin injury was, 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 we knew. We knew that it was going to be different out there and Atlanta took advantage of it. Yeah. I would have, a a lot of, a lot of people were saying that we didn't need Bosa for this game and they wanted him to sit out because they wanted him for more important games like Kansas City, like the Rams, like the Chargers. They wanted him for those important games, and they didn't want him to stretch it. But I'm sitting there watching that game. I'm like, he needed him. I know, I know he's a great player. I know his talent is one of the elite in the league at that quite possibly is unmatched. Maybe Miles Garrett, maybe TJ Watt. But those those three right now are are top three. You could put them on the Mount Rushmore of best pass rushers in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Whoever you want to throw on the four, if you can, but those three are definitely there. Maybe Aaron Donald right now, but he did he did his absence make that much of a difference? I, I I'm, I'm going to explain to you why. <laughs> Whether Bosa performs well or not, the guy is taking up two to two and a half bodies on every. You want to know why his groin hurt? Because he's getting hit in it by three people on every single play. Like literally, he's got it, he's getting double teamed, and then there's a tight end. And he's that great to where he demands that much attention. Poor Samson Abukam, who was playing his role, who's playing the bolster role. I don't think he ever wanted to play it again. I don't think he was able to be the great Samson that we was we was seeing because he now he was taking on the doubles and the bubbles and the troubles and all that type of stuff. And they they did a lot of straight up stuff too. We just couldn't get home. Charles Amenehu had a sack. Drake Jackson had a sack. He was able to get him down before Mario that took off and ran. You know what I'm saying? That's a sack. So that's 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 what Bosa does. That Bosa's saying, "Yeah, hi, right, man. You go ahead and leave me on single coverage if you uh, if you want to, and if it ain't Trent Williams, who's stopping Bosa, bro? Nobody. That that's it. That that's damn it. Damn, that's crazy. And and you should have slapped me in the head yesterday when I asked you that question about Bosa or getting at least three solid pieces." And, and what did I say to you? Bosa, you take it. Injury or not, you, you take it. You, you, whatever his injury history is, you know no matter what, when he's on the field, he makes everybody better. So, yeah, you could get 
two or three or maybe even four different pieces, but they're going to be rotational pieces that don't affect the game. Bosa by himself is a game wrecker. And like you just mentioned, he opens it up for everybody else. So we we have to pay him. Now, this is a, a groin injury, and I don't think it's as severe as his brother's, which mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to get too deep in the weeds with it. I don't know, maybe something in their offseason training this year. Maybe they did something different. Maybe they didn't focus on that area as far as mobility and flexibility because both of them have a similar groin type did, injury. Did, did I think Joey's Joey is a little the, bit worse. He had a groin? I don't remember yeah, that. Joey's, uh, Joey's uh, groin injury was a couple weeks earlier, mm-hmm. and he's still out. He hasn't returned yet. So I don't know. I'm, I'm just I putting two and two together because they're brothers and they train together. Uh, I'm looking it up while you guys talk. Yeah, but, you know, for for the most part, it hope, it, hopefully it's not that bad. Um, and he should be back soon. Yeah, um, you're right. But, it was a groin injury. Yeah. Yeah, Joey's Joey's was pretty bad. Yeah, he's um, on IR. So Yeah, yeah, his was pretty bad. Um, but I mean, yeah, you 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 gotta give him his money because we were sitting there watching that game, and I think without Nick, and you never want to put it all on one player, but without him, I think it even changed the way. Injuries played a part, too, in other positions. But I think it changed the way we ran our coverages. And it changed the way the linebackers played. Shout out to our brother, Fair. Again, we mentioned he's, he's traveling, so he couldn't be with us. But he's he was watching the game. And I think for me, where I was watching the trenches, he was watching that, that second and third level. Mm-hmm. And he was pointing out a lot of miscues and mistakes by Fred Warner. You know, getting, you know him biting on the play fakes and coming up just a little too far, not playing shallow enough. And then, you know, getting beat, you know, behind him with in routes and slant routes and missing some tackles and same thing with Hufunga. Now I know Hufunga, you know, is in the concussion protocol now because of, you know, uh, you know, some cleared of the it twice during the game. And that's mm-hmm. why he was able to go back in. But today's test, he didn't, he didn't pass it. So right. So that. Um, and I don't know, you know, how he was affected, you know, during that game. Um, but you know again, you hate to put it on one player, but it, it just seems like his not, absence was like I'm not putting really, it on really crucial because even in the games that we lost when he when he played, our defense was number one or number two every that, there week. you go. Our defense was was lights out and our offense just couldn't put enough on the board here. Our offense couldn't put enough on the board, but our defense didn't look like a top two defense in the league yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, mean there's context to why though. I mean, I mean, yeah, you, no, for sure. We, but like, yeah, what, seven, seven, we started with six starters inactive and then more then war gets hurt. So, so you guys, we were talking shit about Fred Warner, which is dude. That's what we do on the show. We we gotta talk when they play bad. Uh, I see Kali saying he, he told me I, I never said he didn't play bad. I said in the first half, from what I watched, was he bit on play action way too easily. I never seen much. him do that like right. that. And then on that first play, 
all right, there's levels to the defense, and if he's – it depends. We don't see we're, – we're saying – one. Th- I actually learned something from Johnny Dell. Like, shout-out to Johnny Dell Football Academy. I actually learned something. We don't know exactly what the coverage was or the assignment of the linebackers on certain pass coverages. We're saying that Fred didn't play – back enough he was playing up to front when that guy when when uh how do you say that that wide receiver's name i can't never pronounce his name that guy he's good i like him he's only good on them routes though um he got he be split now that was tayshawn gibson guy that was a man that was man coverage the safety was covering him and he just beat him he just got beat Sean gibson got beat if fred was playing deeper back we call that buzz coverage if he was playing the buzz linebacker where he was taking the steps back and playing deeper, then that could have possibly been an interception. Remember last season we heard Fred talking about that? He was like, yo, I, I'm playing too shallow. Like, I, I got to get back. I got to get deeper. The second one that I saw, and I only saw two in the first half. Not to, not talking about missed tackles. I saw a couple of those. I was talking about as far as pass coverage. I've never seen him play this terrible in pass coverage. The second one, was play action. But, dude, they have been they were running the ball. They, they were literally running the ball. Fred was trying to get a jump on the run, and he he thought they were going to get two, three, four yards, and Fred jumped, and then, boom, you get a guy across the middle. He's not able to get back. So, yeah, he struggled. But, again, when does Fred Warner struggle, Peachy? When does Fred Warner struggle? When he has to over-freaking-compensate for the defensive front. Yeah. That's when he struggles. We talked all that trash about Fred Warner last year. He had a decline last year. This was his worst game by far, mm-hmm. right? And why? No start in front. Yep. True. Them guys, Moe's, can you explain or PG explain what them big inside interior tackles do for linebackers? Because I don't think people get it. And yet we could easily, and I want us to point out the deficiencies. Fred struggled. He was, he was, he was, you were bad, Fred. Sorry, bro. I love you. He's got caught like we see it. We need a gritty up here. You said nitty gritty when we met you. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. He was terrible. He was, he was bad. But he also made some plays. Like he, on that same play, he bit on that play action. The next play, he stopped. He stopped the dude for a short game. I only counted one tackle for a loss uh, in that game. That was crazy. Like we weren't even, we were missing guys behind the line of scrimmage. Charles Menahue, Kevin Givens, they were missing reps. But maybe them some big young backs, man. I don't know. I don't know. No excuse. I mean, yeah, to me it's no excuse. And, again, not to, you know, throw shade or disrespect, but Caleb Hunley was on the practice squad. Like, he just got called up because of injuries, you know, to that backfield. And he's running like he's he's been doing this since the beginning of the season. And, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, preparation and was this team prepared. But like like you said, everybody missed tackles. And you want to talk about what that defensive line does for linebackers. You know, in, in, in most sets, the interior, if it's not a pass down, they're really supposed to anchor. They're supposed to anchor and you want your guys to draw double teams. That's why Kinlaw is so important. You want him to be able to command the center and the guard because that's two-on-one. So that's freeing up other guys on the defensive line. And then that's one less guy because if there's four defensive linemen, right, you got your two edge rushers, you got your two tackles on the inside. 
There are five offensive linemen. Normally, if you're not going up against a good defensive line, you can have one-on-one. And if you have one-on-one and these those offensive linemen can hold the point of, the t- of attack and not let those guys shed, then what does that mean? If you have a, a, a good to decent middle, a decent to good, good to great middle linebacker who's 6'2", 6'3", 230, 240 pounds. I can get my six foot five, 315 pound athletic guard like a Aaron Banks, like a Quentin Nelson, like a Zach Martin to the second level. He's already coming at you with velocity and speed. He's moving forward and you're moving backwards or you're standing stationary. So now all of his momentum is coming towards you, and he's a larger man. So that means if the running back gets through that initial line and now has a guardian, like somebody my size, on the second level to block, that means my runs aren't just two or three yards. My runs are six, seven, eight, nine yards. Did he have it? So unfortunately right now, are in the interior of our defensive line is depleted. And that's one of the things. That's one of the things that we worried about in the offseason. Do you have is I Ken Law gonna just, be able to hold up? I just want Armstead to gonna be able to hold up. That context. There, there's no excuses to why players play bad. Zero. But there's always some context. And Absolutely. and 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 in that opinion, I I'm I'm glad you fear. Uh, Peachy was shouting out, uh, like just guys, just like like not holding on to the ball. We can get into that too. Like I, I'm just like, oh man, like it's a bunch of stuff going on, and here I am just trying to do play by play. I'm like, everybody, shut up, leave me alone. I just want to be able to get this play accurately, have no typos or whatever like that. Um, but that's my thing when I'm at the stadium. I'm sitting up, press. Boom, 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 boom. I got one phone here, one phone here. I had Peachy in this ear. I had y'all texting me. John at the top. It was crazy. It was dope. But no, seriously, thank you for providing that context because I want people to know when that when that offensive line gets to the secondary. Now, what usually happens is when your big guys up front soaking up some of those blocks, the linebackers have enough time to react to shed the offensive line off. When you got the guy just coming straight there, listen, it's, it's almost damn near impossible. And that's why the rush defense suffered, in my opinion, so much because it wasn't that they were gashing us for six or seven yards a pop. They weren't. I got char- I got the, I got, I wrote everything down. They weren't. There was two, two yards, three yards, one yard, five yards, quarterback run, big yard. Three yards, two yards. Oh, they just wouldn't stop. Then they went away from it because we started to adjust. How did we forget that Marcus Mariota was a? That's a whole nother conversation, Peachy. You could take that one, but before you do, <laughs> let's get to the contribution. Mm, it might take too long to go into that. No, but you got you got that one. We we'll talk about it. Thank you, Sid, for um, contribution. Not sure who's to blame for injuries, but it's clear that Kyle and John can't stop it or even get us at the NFL main straight six straight years is too consistent. As our cousin Sid, man, he's not sure who to. But I, I don't, guys. Can we blame the head coaching for injuries? It's not like they're drafting a bunch of injured players, but could it be? 
their style of playing? Could that be it? Could it be can the, I, the Can I read something from him? Yes. Since we have his contribution up. Can I give him his foghorn real quick? Yes, sir. Bam. All right. You got it. I mean, let me just make sure I can find the right one. But that's that's um, what I'm thinking. Like, could it possibly, Peachy? What do you think while Moses looking it up? Yeah. Could it possibly be the style of plays that we run that are getting a lot of these injured injuries because we have to be quicker on the offensive line, mm-hmm. trying to be quicker than everybody else. Our guys are aggressive. Remember, three years ago, people were like George Kittle. Oh, he runs so angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gonna get hurt. And Running he, into everybody all the time, and he's been like, hurt for the last like week. a battering ram, like a battering yeah. ram. Debo mm-hmm. Samuel, they're aggressive runners. Same way. Damn, I, I gotta start watching these other teams. I, I want to <laughs> see how aggressive they are. But Peachy, like, what are your thoughts on that? I agree. I have been saying that. I remember when we first. Um, I remember probably it was maybe one of Debo's first touchdowns. I remember saying, I don't know how long he's going to be able to last if he's going to be like running into people like that. Like it's too hard on, you know, I just felt like it's just too hard on our players. We do kind of grind our players a little bit. Not sure that any other NFL team really does that. Like especially our receivers, our our tight ends, you know, players like that. I feel like that that's another reason why we have injuries as far as our secondary defense. I think that they just, they just kind of go at it. Um, either they don't go at it hard enough in practice. And then when they had the game situation, I think I had mentioned that before that I felt like that, you know, that it's that they, they don't go hard enough at it in practice for one, but then when they go into the game situations, you know, then they have to go like full hundred percent. Versus a lot of other teams go at it a little bit harder in practices. Like, you know, um, yeah, it's but, yeah, yeah. definitely it, different. It's part of their rules, though. Right. So they have, to, yeah. they have to abide. The NFL has to abide by the CBA rules mm-hmm. or they're going to get sued by the players. Like, like so um, I don't know if they're going to change that or what. I, I don't know. Uh, going down the line. But right. Players feel like they're playing way too many games. Remember, they didn't want to do these extra two games or extra one right. game. That's what it is, I remember. But there was a big battle going on with that. But what they did was they didn't do the two games, remember? Because it's supposed to be two games. Yep. What they did was they eliminated a preseason game and right. made a, a preseason game a real game. How mm-hmm. true was the NFL? Get that guap. It's crazy. And the players were livid. The yeah. players were livid. And they they also are not down with Thursday night football either. They they didn't want that either. But see, I didn't know that. That's crazy. I didn't make yeah, sense. They didn't, they didn't want Thursday because mm, especially mm-mm. if you're coming off a short week, like yep. I got to play Sunday and I only got four days or three to recover yeah. and play game on Thursday. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, they they didn't want Thursday night either. It's yeah. crazy. Remember the NFL? It's it's that's a whole nother conversation. Right. Whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. Were you able to get that thought ready? And then yeah, so he says Kyle cannot use injuries again this year. Um as an excuse because this is your sixth season and injuries are still an issue. So clearly, whatever it is, he's not able to stop it or fix it. 
And as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter at this point whether it's the training camp or if it's the game plan or if it's position coaches, whatever it is, he can't fix it. So it may be time to get someone here who can. And I think Sid is is <laughs> I love his passion for our team. I think he's fed up with Kyle at this point. I know there are some faithful who agree with him that maybe Kyle isn't right the right man for the job to bring it home and to get us, you know, not only to the mountain, but over the mountain and and win the championship. Um I'm I'm not I'm not going that far yet as to say I'm putting it all on Kyle. Uh, but some, but he's the head something's coach. Got, something's got to give. And I think it, I, I was listening to Croc earlier. He mentioned how we go light in training camp. We go light in preseason. Mm-hmm. And we use the regular season As to pre-season. tune up. Mm-hmm. We use the games in the first, you know, four, th- four, three to four, five, six weeks to kind of get into mid-season football-shaped form. And some may say on, you know, one side of the coin, yeah, that's okay because, you know, you know, we can lose some games early as long as we don't lose division games and we stay atop of our division. We can lose some of these games early and then, you know, kind of find our stride and hit our stride. But clearly we have six years of data that says doing that it doesn't work for us because we lose key pieces early and then we lose games like this where we don't show up. We're making mis- I think there's, I think there are two people that showed up. I think Drake Jackson showed up and I think BA showed up. You mentioned yesterday, maybe you could throw Debo in there. He showed up and some people could say, even Jimmy showed up, mm-hmm. but it's not enough. If you got 53 guys on the roster, you can't have a handful of dudes show up. Nah, you need you need everybody to show up. Mm-hmm. You need every, especially, especially when you are depleted as you are. If this is a brotherhood and we got to step up and we got to make sure we hold our brothers down until they can come back, that means everybody got to step up. They, that they, means if you on this two game East Coast road trip, you stayed on the East Coast for the less wear and tear on y'all body. There's no way y'all should have came out that in that game flat. Somebody right. they they uh, clearly they didn't get the brotherhood message. Like that 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 was supposed to be the whole purpose. Especially after such a dynamic win. Right. Just last week against Carolina. Like that was an ass whooping. Yeah, and that's what confused me, Peachy, because because the defense got punched in the mouth on the front. We always wanted to defer. We like, yeah, we get the ball back at the second half. Mm-hmm. We'll have that's a chance to do this. Bree- breezy. <laughs> defense made me look so bad. Bro. Yeah. Because was it was it was, it was Warner and Kittle with the coin toss. Mm-hmm. Warner called tails. It was tails. We yep. deferred. I said, yeah. And exactly. I was happy. He, he get hype and he skip back to the sideline. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, defense on the field first. Y'all done messed up. Yep. I said, the Predator is ready to hunt. 
We get punched in the mouth first. <laughs> so seven, eight plays. I can't <laughs> It's I, I, 80 yards, 78 yards and a touchdown. Yes. Yeah. To, to Michael Pruitt, former <laughs> 49 exactly. they cut. If he couldn't make the squad, he probably would have been better than any one of them tight ends we got out, out there, especially catching in the red zone. It was so... It I'm, I'm, was now, so now I'm switching from disappointed to frustrated and mad. Because now I'm starting to understand why you just skipped disappointed and sad and yeah. went straight to Matt. I got you, bro. It's not even an overreaction show. It's not. We didn't do an overreaction show on purpose. We needed to go out that and been break bad. bread we together. We would have got arrested in Atlanta if we did an overreaction show. What happened? We would have got arrested in Atlanta. Oh, we oh yeah, we definitely would have. We'd have got kicked out of. We'd have got kicked out of the. I'm venue. not trying to go to Buckhead County because I don't even know if that's a jail, but I don't want to be there. <laughs> nah, but that yo, no. I was already at, at the at yeah. the restaurant. Nah. I mean, it went live from Smoky Bones. <laughs> we would have been live from Smoky Bones. Wayne Breezy getting arrested. <laughs> He said, "F the police." He said, "Yo, it was, it, yo, we, we were tight, we were tight." And then, what, was it me, y'all, or on the TV, whatever channel we was watching was showing the 49ers replay highlights oh, at twenty times a minute? Like, like they were just. 49ers. Uh, I'm like, guys, come on. We, yeah, we, that was it, on bro. the the Sunday the Sunday night football when they go back and they recap. Yeah, and but they, they showed us like eight thousand times, and it's Look, like there was other games on yesterday. I mean, right. you got the Jets, the Packers, that was an upset. Then the the freaking Browns, that was an upset. Honestly, then the the Giants me. and the um. Raven, like you got other ones, like you don't have to show us like yeah, nine thousand times. We I was asking, oh, this team won. Oh, this team won. Yo, we was yep. there two and a half hours. I couldn't tell you who won. I knew the 49ers lost to that <laughs> for me, That was for me. That was the silver lining. Okay. That the wait, the NFL, we gotta do the silver lining segment when we end. We're gonna end the cat. We're gonna end the show with the silver okay. lining. Okay. This this got to be a silver lining from everyone. So Peachy, get your silver lining ready. We're gonna get out of here in a couple of minutes, guys, because my voice hurts. I can't even express to you how bad my voice hurts. And we I'm got contributions we want to read. We'll go to the poll question. We'll do the silver linings, and I'm gonna keep it a buck. We got stomped. I don't give which. I don't care how it looked. We lost by fourteen. Yeah. Oh, should have lost by more. <laughs> Let's get to these contributions real quick. Uh, let's see. Uh, and then we'll get a couple of questions. I see a couple of questions out there. I got the injury report just scrolling, guys, so you could just be reminded who's going to be out. We're not even going to dwell on it. It's just there. Good news is Traverius Ward, Mooney Ward, and Mike McGlinchey are listed day-to-day, so they may be good to go. And Collins on the up and up for Trent Williams and Nick Bosa to play against the the Kansas City Chiefs. So those that's some good news, all right? And then you could read all the bad news. <laughs> uh, Chrissy has a contribution. Foghorn. Thank you, Chrissy. Very disappointed with this game. Hope they figure it out. You guys and gals are the best. Thank you, Chrissy. Really Thank appreciate you. it. Um, do you think they figure it out? <laughs> okay. I don't know. Okay, no, no, no. I, I, you, if you want to say, I don't know, that's fair. <laughs> That's a hundred percent. That's fair. I don't know. Okay, most. But it, it it would it would be it would be just like this team 
which is also the frustrating part, where we come out and lay an egg against Atlanta, but then we show up against Kansas City and get the W. Hence my psychological analysis. Again, that's part of the frustrating thing for me. Um, And I don't don't remember who said it. It might have been Corey S. It might have been somebody else. We played down. We played down. To Atlanta. We didn't respect them. We played down to Chicago. We we played down to the competition. But when we got the Rams coming in, we like, oh, we got to show up and play today. You got to show up and play every week. No matter what the context, like Breezy's been saying all night, no matter what the context is, no matter what the roster's looking like, you got to show up and play every week. Because even if you win, if we win our division, because everybody's trash this year, at nine and eight, that may only get us one home game. The point is, especially now, to get a one or a two seed so you can get a bye, so you can rest up, get players healthy. Wait, yeah, think, we will. We won't have to. Either. But you're trying to get number one at least, right? To get a bye, so oh, that you don't have to play that. that first week. Get guys back. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to build momentum and establish yourself because part of this game is mental. If teams know, when teams face the Bills, nine times out of ten, they be like, yo, this this is going to be a tough game for us today. Mm-hmm. When teams face Kansas City, oh, this this going to be a tough game today. We, we know who we got. Yeah. And if we don't come to play, it's, it can get it can get scary real fast. Mm-hmm. Like we we have the team, we have the pieces at every level on both sides of the ball and on special teams for teams to every week look at our our name on the calendar and be mm-hmm. like, yo, if we don't show up right. and we don't do what's necessary, this can get scary quick. But with the way we playing. Losing to Atlanta in this fashion, losing to the Broncos by one point because Jimmy walks out of the back of the end zone. Right now, I don't think teams have that that mindset. I don't think no. they have that mindset that this can get scary, this can get ugly for us real fast. And a lot of times when they have that mindset, they try to press and they try to do things that are not normal, that are out of character, and that's why the game gets ugly. Right. But teams don't have that fear they don't have that mindset that this mm-hmm. can get out of hand quickly if we don't show up and and, and and bring our a game so i that's what's frustrating about this team because we have everything we have all the pieces even outside of our starters we have backups that when they come into the game they can be effective so that that's what's pissing me off is teams not don't fear us like they should right yeah, there's um, one thing that um, I was listening to our guys, um, Haberman and Middlecoff, and shout out to both of them. They do a fantastic job. On my way home, I was listening to them, and they were saying that the 49ers, the, the way that this team is built, were not built to come from behind. So mm. if we're in this kind of a big deficit, like we're not built to do that. So then you double that with, you know, missing so many, you know, like good players that we didn't have. And 
that's why, you know, it's important for us to to get up and, and stay up because if we fall behind, they said it's very, very hard for us to catch up. And I was thinking about that. So I wanted to ask you guys, do you agree with that? I do. I do because we don't have a quarterback or we don't have a head coach who trusts his quarterback to push the ball down the field and to do it quickly. We don't have a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes that, you know, in this game, although it wasn't as high scoring as the playoff game, Josh Allen was able to get his team down the field for a game-winning touchdown. In the playoff game last year, both of those quarterbacks in a, in a duel back and forth, pushing the ball downfield, taking advantage of, of open opportunities, and, and, and willing their team to victory. And that came down to a field goal. We don't have – it's either deficiencies in Jimmy Garoppolo or if it's lack of trust from Kyle Shanahan in Jimmy Garoppolo. But we don't have a system where – somebody mentioned clock management. Me and Fair are sitting there in the fourth quarter watching this game. Like, I've heard a lot of people say it. We said it when we were sitting there. There was no sense of urgency in that fourth quarter. Mm-mm. No yeah, sense of urgency. It was it was boring too. Like, like we don't have time at this point. Down twenty eight to fourteen to run with nine, eight minutes left eight, in the fourth quarter. Nine, yep. We don't have time for a six minute drive. Mm-hmm. We don't have time for a seven minute drive. And then we didn't even score. And then we didn't even score. Sorry. We we took all of that time off the clock. Got into the red zone, and we didn't even score we don't have time to do that so mismanagement of clock no sense of urgency and either a deficient quarterback or a coach with lack of trust in a deficient quarterback we don't have the 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 mechanism to to push the ball down the field as much as you want to say Tua has his deficiencies even when he's healthy and he may not be a top five top 10 top 15 quarterback in the NFL we saw them come back against Baltimore down 21 points in the fourth quarter. Okay. All right. Why? Because at least was able to push the ball downfield to the weapons that he has. And again, I'm not comparing Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill to Debo Sandal and Brandon Ayuk. Those two guys have speed that we don't have. But I guarantee you that if and this is just scenario based. I'm not trying to fire Kyle. I guarantee you, if Mike McDaniel was the head coach, I think you would see more sense of urgency. I think you see him taking more risk. And I think you see him at least trying to push the ball down the field, even if he has Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback, because he knows that just give Debo a chance. Just give him a shot. I, I'm, okay. Just give I, Brandon Ayuk a shot. Because and, and, and with those two guys going off on the outside, what does that do? That opens up the seams for George Kittle. Why, why, but what, well, here's my question, right? Why are we acting like we don't know this about Kyle Shanahan? When has he I don't ever think we're, shown? I don't think we're acting like we don't know. No, we are. I think, because when has I think, he ever shown that? No, but when has he ever shown it? When has he ever shown it, bro? When has he ever shown that I'm going to be the most aggressive mother freaker on the field for 60 minutes? Never. Let's Let go back to the question. Super- Let's go back to Let the Super Bowl. Go ahead. Let me ask you this question, and I'm going to take it to your teaching days. 
Have you ever gotten frustrated with a student who you know had talent and who you know had potential? Absolutely. But never tapped into it? Absolutely. And the more that t- more time goes on and the more you see him not tapping into that talent and potential, it continues to get you frustrated and more mad. I understand. Yeah. So, so I think I think that's what it is. We know he has it. We know the potential know. is there. We know who has it. Kyle? Kyle. He has what? The, the sense of urgency? Because I don't think he has it. I, I, I really don't. I, okay. I, I, I think Kyle... Okay. Kyle can be aggressive. Then he gets comfortable. And then it's smooth sailing. And then it's like, oh, shit. Oh, shoot. I, I, I can't counter. Oh, I can't adjust. Uh, I, oh, oh, snap. That's been Kyle Shanahan... From from the minute that he's been like offensive coordinator from the from the Falcon Super Bowl all the way to us, the only only by leeway he get with us is injuries. And so I wanted to add to what you were saying because I do believe it's the limitations in the quarterback. But then you ended it. I think it's the limitations in our weapons. And I think I, and PG's question is: I don't think we're built to come back from behind. What's our game? One yard pass, get 100 yards and yak. That's our game. It's our game. What happens when people are tackling most? What happens? We can't get a what we can't get a one yard pass and gain 100 yards for a touchdown. Right. Like Debo Samuel on one play in this game, I swear to gosh, he should have been tackled for six yard loss and got a one yard game, two yard okay, game. Question. Uh-huh. Question. Uh-huh. Is Danny Gray healthy? No. Well, here this past week, upcoming to the game that we that we just were at, he was sick. So he had illness, and that's why he was inactive. He was in he had an illness during practice and and whatever. But then I seen him on the sideline chilling. So at the end of the day, it comes down to guys. Danny Gray gives you a different dynamic, but he's liable out there if he can't block, if he can't do this, if okay. he can't do that. Another question then. That's Kyle Shane. Why didn't we why didn't we go get somebody like MVS Valdez Scantley from Green Bay? Who did I who ask the for, speed? Bro? I don't care about who, nobody who, else. Who know who knows Shanahan's offense a little bit because he's been under LaFleur. Under the mm-hmm. So That's we, not the we, guy so I want. We need we need MVS to come in and do some of the similar things he, he did in Green Bay. Cheaper too. Be in the slot yeah, and be that deep threat receiver. I know. It's it's. I mean, it's, I know it's. it's I know it's, not, it's. It's what ifs, but it's not over yet. You though. put MVS. You put, still MVS mm-hmm. you put MVS in on that play where Ray Ray McLeod goes deep. Mm-hmm. I think MVS has more separation, and I think MVS catches that pass. I don't even think that's Ray Ray McLeod's game. So why? And again, this goes back to uh, was it was Corey. It goes back to Kyle overthinking and trying to outsmart play coaches. That's not overthinking. I don't, I don't, use, I don't use Ray Ray McLeod in these type of plays. So let me try to throw y'all off and use Ray Ray McLeod in this type of play. But but you gotta you gotta look at it. You gotta look at it both ways because. And I, I I know what you're gonna say. If you'd have caught the pass, it would have worked. But no, 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 no. Not even just that. I honestly think, and, and I think Ray Ray can get open. 
I, I think that's Ray Ray is doing everything Kyle thought that that bum last year didn't do. I I can't think of his name because he was a bum. Travis Benjamin. He's doing everything he thought Travis Benjamin could do except for catch the ball, but Travis didn't catch shit either. You know what I'm saying? And I think Ray Ray's route running to get open is a lot better, and that's why you had him. He had the speed, and then he was able to get open. He just couldn't catch. I I mean, it hit him in the fingertips, bro, and it just, it just, he just needed stickums. That's it. And so that's what it was. But then again, when are we? When have we ever seen him run that before? Like when? Like there's no Maybe they worked on it in practice. We don't know if that was the play. We saw last week when he threw the ball to Tevin Coleman down the field. He was Jimmy wasn't even supposed to throw that, but they worked on it in practice only, only. If there was a linebacker on Tevin Coleman, and Jimmy didn't throw it to him in practice. So the okay, first and, time and he tried it was in the game. Okay, and you, you brought up Tevin Coleman. Another reason why I'm frustrated. Then Zico you, went off last week. Didn't utilize him. He why used, was he not utilized in a similar fashion? And I'm not saying you got to throw the same route. This, give him the same amount of now, touches. Now let, that, him, let him carry and continue his momentum from the previous week. That like you could add you to Corey's statement, bro. That right there mm-hmm. makes me scratch my head. Why is Tevin Coleman running halfback dives? He's an outside zone guy. And, I, I, and and where 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 was the strength of Atlanta's defense? Grady Jarrett. Fuck everybody else. Forget everybody else. I don't know who they linebackers are. I can't tell you enough. I can't tell you enough. That's it. And he's the rookie out of Montana State. I don't even right. know if he played on defense. I know he was on special teams. He was the guy that tackled uh, Ray Ray McLeod on that kickoff return. Mm-hmm. That's it. I can't tell you nobody else on defense except for him and AJ Terrell. That's I it, bro. Going. I thought I had more That's team. That's it. I don't. I don't get it. Tingle and then got, he got. No, then you tried no targets. I no targets it. in the past game. Halfback and toss. only four carries. I hate, I hate the toss. I hate the toss, the flip, the dip, the rip. I hate them all. But then why is why is why is Jeff Wilson Jr. getting the tosses to the outside? That should have been Tevin Coleman. Why not just mix and match? You did it against Carolina and it worked. You do it here, and now we're struggling. And that was my frustration about not running the ball. That that's what happened. And then the fumble to Jeff Wilson on a third and one. Just quarterback sneak it. Just, just he one yard. If Jimmy get injured, I'm ready for Brock Purdy. I don't care if we lose. But at least Jimmy got the first down on a third and one and kept the drive moving. At some point, that's my urgency with Kyle. Those are my issues with Kyle and his urgency. You ever play Madden and you just want to win and you just – if you're playing against the computer, you're like, I'm not punting this ball right here. I don't know if I give them the ball back. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to get the ball back. I'm going to get this first down. Mm-hmm. That That's what I miss from – that's what we need from Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. We got a couple more contributions. Thank you, Gerald. I feel like we always struggle against dual-threat quarterbacks, and for the past few years, we have a horrible record against them. What do y'all think? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to win this game. That's what I think. Hey, somebody asked about the Chiefs back-to-back. I I tried to look it up. I think it was Niner by Nature. I can't remember. Uh, 2015 was what I got. 
when they lost back to backs, the 2015 it's season. It's been a while. It might be 2019, but I don't think so. Minute, minute. <laughs> so that's something a good, but you got to also factor in Kyle Shanahan hasn't lost back to back when coming off the road, going back home. I don't know, man. <laughs> Shut up, Delvin. Thank you, Kyle. 2020, we had the most players injured in the league. Now, two years later, we were back here again, most out due to injuries, own needs, fire medical. I think we've been the league leading team since Kyle Shanahan's regiment, I think. If you I tell you what, and I saw years and average amount, yeah. Yeah. When I um when I saw that um somebody had posted this thing on Twitter where they had uh, the injuries on offense and defense, and it was like I'm like, man. For us, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad, but it's not like a they are injuries, but they're not like some some of those guys you're gonna get back. So that's a good thing. Um, right. But we just, we're just injured. We just have an injured list. Like that ticker was going on. That list was long. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> list. But listen, um, let's do some silver linings from this game. Because uh, I have one and I'll save mine for the end. And if okay. anybody out there has a silver lining, feel free to put it in the chat. But I want to hear from you, Peachy. I want to hear from you, Moe's. Give me something. Give me a bright side. That's what we're going to call it. I like bright side, silver lining, same thing. What's something that we could look forward to? So there's a super chat from 49er Jeff. It says it's still time to turn it around and stay faithful. We got it, bro. It's time. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that, Jeff. And here's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, 49ers last year had one less loss around the same time. 49ers also last year was three and five, and they made it to the NFC Championship. Now I know the season. I know it's a different season. I know it's different. Um, but if the 49ers can get healthy at the right time, and let's say the other teams still sustain their where they are, the 49ers, in my opinion, are like a top two team in the NFL. Even if the even if the offense only averages 21 points a game, like they're still top. And they just got to figure that out. They got to figure out how to get everybody back at the right time. And, and they and that's what it is. They, I think they have enough time to figure out the Mosley thing. I really do. I really think they got enough time. And I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck. If we can go into our bye at 500, I like our chances still. I just do. I just do. I, because I think we come back, we play the Chargers. I... I like Justin Herbert. I like Austin Eckler. But they're not scary anymore. Now, for some reason, they're not scary. Now, they might be scary when they play us, but I like us against them <laughs> on Sunday Night Football. I really do. I like the teams that we have to face in the upcoming game. So, look, I think our goal, if we could be 5-3, and three, that's one thing. If we go 4-4, four and four, we got a really good shot coming out of that by getting back really key pieces to this team. I'm talking Ken Law. I'm talking all those guys. Key pieces. Silver linings. We'll get on up out of here, y'all. My silver lining is, is that I still have faith that our team is going to be okay because I feel like that for some reason around this time of the year, we're usually struggling. And for some reason, just like you said, we – 
always seem to find a way to figure it out. And we look back on this and be like, hey, remember when we, you know, had this bad crap happen and look at we are in the playoffs. And the 49ers are going to have to win the division. And it's going to be crazy. The NFC East is probably going to have three coming out of that division. So the 49ers are going to have to win this division. We already are 2-0 and in the NFC West. That's very important. As long as we continue to beat these NFC West opponents, that's going to make life a little bit easier on us to try to win that division. So I still believe that it's um, that it's possible. We are going to get some reinforcements back. And we still have the trade deadline in front of us too. So we never know. 49ers oh. always pop up with some. Somebody always Rich comes world. to this team. It always happens. And I'm still going to believe that uh, one part of our team that needs to be stronger is going to wind up being stronger and that in the end that we're still going to be back in the playoffs where we rightfully belong. I love it, PG. Very well said. Uh, Real quick, man, uh, member Brian Gamble, I would like for us to trade for a cornerback at the deadline or center. I, I don't think the cornerback is the issue. Nope. But I, I I I know where he's going. I just don't think it's the issue. Um, I don't think the cornerback is the issue. I'll leave it at that. I'll talk about more about that. Um, yeah, we wish. I know, um, man. Everybody does. I really tell them, who, tell them who you want from Carolina, Breezy. All right, guys. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I think our I think our pass rushing is good, I, and I think it's even better when Nick Bosa's out there. I think Drake Jackson is going to blossom into something that we've always wanted. I don't think we even need to add another edge. If I had to get a player from Carolina, give me their defensive tackle, Derek Brown. I could kiss Ken Law goodbye or let him hail or do whatever you need to do for Ken Law. You take, take the year. You need a year? Take a year. Come back when you're ready. Derek Brown is what the 49ers need in the interior. Like, he... Is like the next Grady Jarrett. Like, that's how I look at him. Same size, same guy, same body type, same everything. And they will stuff the run and get to the pass rusher. And d- just go watch the goddamn Panthers game. And, and then go watch the game last week against uh, the Rams. I know they lost. Derrick Brown is a wrecking ball. He is that... <laughs> I miss DJ Jones. He's that type of Yeah. Player. I think we all do right now. Minus minus the injuries. That's how I look at it. And I think I think somebody else said in the chat, um, they threw out the name Deron Payne from Washington. I'll take him too. He's he's 25 years old. He's a monster. Six and he's motivated. And I, I think on that defensive line, they got a lot of pieces. They were already talking about moving him last year. Um, I think he's a, a, a name that can be had, especially if the commanders keep losing. Um, I would throw Deron Payne out there as well. Somebody in the chat had brought that up, so um, I wanted to throw that that out there. But um, I, for us to be successful, and especially for our – linebackers in our secondary to be successful. The pass rush has to get home, but we got to be able to stop the run. Mm-hmm. I'm not a defensive coordinator. I'm not the coach, 
I'm just a fan who loves my team. Mm-hmm. What happened with the Atlanta Falcons in this running game for with Caleb Huntley, who don't nobody know, who didn't nobody know till yesterday, them running the ball 40 times for 168 yards and one touchdown, that can't happen again. Not if we want to be the successful team that we want to be. That cannot happen again. So give me one of these young dudes. Give me a Derrick Brown. Give me a Deron Payne. Get them in here and let them play football and let them have the freedom when Nick Bosa comes back, when Eric Armstead comes back, when Ebukam and Omenahu and Drake Jackson are rotating at that other pass rusher spot. Let Derrick Brown or Deron Payne benefit from one-on-one matchups. Yeah, in my opinion, Derrick Derek Brown fits the, the, the defensive tackle mold as a 49er. 6'5", 320. For some reason, we like him taller. Uh, you know, he just fits that, that mold, right? But then he's, vers- he's just versatile, man. It's mm-hmm. He's going to be expensive. You're going to have to give up stuff to get him. Uh, word on the street is that's who the 49ers wanted. Unfortunately, Panthers took him. We drafted Kinlaw. Let that sink in. Um, rest is history. How about My Sue? Silver I like. Okay, go go to your silver lines. Uh, Anthony had a question about Sue, uh, free agent. No. Nah. No. Okay. No. I think I think he's old. I think he's washed. Um, he might have been okay in in Tampa, but I don't know if I like him for this locker room and for our crew. Okay. Um, silver linings. I have three. I'm cheating. Yeah, you are. But if you take uh, my silver lining from the game for the 49ers, Brandon Ayuk, eight receptions, 83 yards, two touchdowns. Mm -hmm. George Kittle, eight receptions, 83 yards. And then say Samuel, seven receptions, 79 yards. Mm -hmm. Each of those guys had 10 targets apiece. Uh, Ayuk had 11. So 31 targets between them and 23 receptions. Mm -hmm. My silver lining is, especially if we can get our running game up, If, if, if we can match the running game to the passing game, and maybe Jimmy doesn't have to throw 41 times. Maybe he only throws 31 times. And sure, all 31 won't be to just those three. But it is possible that our three biggest receiving weapons can all have dominant performances like that. Where eight catches, eight catches, seven catches, 83, 83. What's that? 166 plus 79, 5-1. For what's that? Two forty some, two forty six, somewhere around there. Twenty three yeah. catches for two hundred fifty yards between the three of them. It's possible if we need it. It's possible from our weapons and with Jimmy Garoppolo as quarterback that all three of them can go off in the same game. It doesn't have to be one and the other two suffer. So that's that's my first silver lining. Okay. My second silver lining is the NFL was a crap show, shit show, all across the league. 
the Jets beat Green Bay in Green Bay. Uh, Jacksonville was winning and let Indy come back with no Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the Giants are 5-1 and one and beat Baltimore. The <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers, who started, who benched Trubisky for rookie quarterback and then went back to Trubisky, beats Tampa Bay. Um, so the NFL is an absolute mess. So take that for what you want. The teams that were supposed to win didn't Lock. win. The teams mm-hmm. that were supposed to lose didn't lose. Take that what you want. My third silver lining is it seems that home teams that had rappers perform at their games won. <laughs> Meek Mill performed in Philly for they the won. Sunday night game. Philly won. Mm-hmm. Okay. We were in the building. Little Baby performed at halftime. How did I miss that? I was right there. I wasn't paying any attention. I must yeah, be. Little Baby was there. I got it on video. He was there. Mm-hmm. He rapped like the first bar. Yeah. He was like a, a minute 30. He didn't do the whole song. About a minute and 30 seconds. But Little Baby rapped and performed in Atlanta. And the Falcons won. So take that for what you want. And home teams that had rappers perform at their games won. So, so next week. I guess we were doomed. We needed to get. Who's home team? P-Lo. P-Lo, E-40. 40. Too Short, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, yeah. I don't care who you get. Get Kend- somebody to come rap. Yeah, I give. I got you. <laughs> I, I Listen, hey, he not from the Bay, but he from the West Coast. I, I hear you, bro. He's, I thought he's more L.A. Yeah, he is more L.A. But I don't know if we want that. But you, the other rappers you said was all Bay. Like, you know. Uh, you know, shit, get Travis King up there. Somebody, 49er faithful ride with me. Somebody need to be performing. You know, uh, look, you guys have some great silver linings. Um, I want to read this comment by Niner and Cali Boys. It says, I feel bad you guys spent your hard-earned money on that piss-poor performance. My question was, were, were we this injured under the Harbaugh era? Mm-hmm. Well, 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 well. No. It went Not like this. Bad breezy. Well, well, hold on, because let me like technically, our injured players just never saw the field, but we drafted. We would draft a lot of injured players during that whole tenure. But Harbaugh played a different style of football, and he had different players. Yeah, but his his style of football was more physical. Right, but it was but 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 and he had different players. Like the, the players weren't lean. They weren't like. Super fat, like Frank Gore is stocky and short. So what? You, so what you saying? Our players are soft. Fuck it, yeah. They and they a bunch of bitches. That too. <laughs> like I, I, I don't, I don't understand. It, it's like, <laughs> but damn, dude, you miss five games every season. That shit. That's your only consistency. <laughs> the injuries are fucking consistent, bro. And You're right, Niner Cali boy. They do need some milk. And not no damn almond, soy, lack. They can drink. Right. They need, they need to, to get some 100% percent right. on a hormone milk. Right. Vitamin D. I'm telling Lake, y'all You're think I was talking about this when I was talking about it. Y'all thought I was really like trying to shit on the vegans. Nah. Matter of fact, we ain't making the slutty vegan because we 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 needed some ribs. But we were thinking about it. We were thinking about going to Slutty Vegan down in the A. But this is different, man. 
and they're doing it because players want to be leaner. They want to be quicker. But I don't think their body, I don't think their muscles are repairing fast enough, yo. You ever lift weights, bro? And, and, and you needed to recover. So you had to eat certain shit. I need some protein. And I ain't talking protein powder. I'm talking meat. Like, yeah. there's a difference. Pause, I think. There's a difference. You know, ain't no, I think, yeah. The way you said that, <laughs> that means was, it's too hard, I was, bro. I need, I I was need thinking, a fair here because nah, fair let, face would fair let face would. Yo, let me yo, tell you. Let thinking. me. Y'all ever okay. saw you ever saw Ren and Stimpy? Yes. You remember that episode where he wanted me to drink, to eat, and that's how he yes. said Yes. That's where I got it from. I did yes. nothing else different. Right. And, sorry. You can never, like, they can never, ever, ever, after Crocker show today, oh, what they I mean? can never pop, like, give you a pop compared say? to Crocker Wait, what show. Did you I was yeah. traveling. What did I he didn't, say? I didn't finish all of Somebody put what Croc says so I could, I'm going to call him and ask him, did he say it? Croc just came out with it today, man, like, like the pause of all pauses. I need to hear this pause. So anybody who watched Crocker today knows what I'm talking about. Breezy can, like, you guys can never get on Breezy for a pause ever. <laughs> like, oh, after Croc today. I, I'm going to watch it after that. I was going to try to get him on the show, see if he can repeat it. Had a good time with Croc, his brother, and his, and his family this week, man. It was real cool. Uh, Jason Aponte came out. It was cool to see him. Uh, but, man, Nitty Gritty, I love y'all. Um, yeah. When I tell you, y'all held it down. Ah, man, if only the 49ers football team rolled like my Nitty Gritty crew, they would win more games because y'all was winning this weekend, y'all. Y'all were winning. Yo, listen, we're going to get up out of here. As uh, far as my shows this week, I, I got to perform this week. I'm traveling to Nantucket tomorrow. I'm going to give you a show. It's just not going to be at a regularly scheduled time. Make sure your alerts are set to all and on. I'll probably go live sometime mid-afternoon when I get situated up in on the island. I don't want to do it. I got to leave early in the morning. That's why I'm going to bed now. I got to drive two and a half hours to Massachusetts, get on a ferry for another 45 minutes. Once I get settled in into my spot, I'll definitely go live. We could chop it up. If I got to open up the phone lines, I'll do it. I know you guys want to talk. Uh, but Peachy, uh, Mose, I love y'all. Thank y'all for this weekend. Fair, I love you too if you're still listening. I'm hoping you're home uh, safe and sound. If not, please let us know when you get home. Uh, Ms. Debbie, thank you for holding it down. Everybody out there that we met, I yes, absolutely. had the greatest time. And Listen, if you ever meet me, or Peachy, I'm speaking for everybody. If you ever meet any one of us, don't ever ask us, can you take a picture? Right. You're up here and say, yo, we got to take this picture. What the fuck? Like, we going to say no. Like, Because we, we love taking pictures. So we're <laughs> so all you have to do is just hold it up. <laughs> we're good yeah, to go. Like, real. we're ready to pose. And it was so funny. <laughs> I, me and Fair, we went to the stadium a little bit early. And the line to get into the stadium was... I mean, it was it was a it was a long line, so I was like, "Bro, I'm not going to the back of this line. Like, we about to cut right here." And I was like, "The first 49er fan that look at me, I'm gonna just dab him up. Like, Yo, what's good, fam? How you? Blah 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 blah." So I just did it to a random 49er fan, and he was looking at us kind of hard at first. I was like, 
oh yeah, he giving us the eye contact. Yo, fam, what's good? Blah 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 blah. And he was like, wait a minute, Moles, fair? He's like, yeah, what's up, bro? He was like, yo, I watch y'all all the time. You PG Breezy, I'll, I love it. I love the nitty gritty crew. He was like, yo, is it cool if we take a picture? I'm, bro, of course. Like we here. And he was like, he was like, y'all try and cut. I was like, on the low, yeah. He was like, yeah, yeah, come on, come on, come on. It's all good, yo. So like, man, the the way that y'all rock with us, I've been shouting out Corey S all night because all night. he was one of the first people that came up to me and was like, Mo's my dude. The way that you guys rock with us and show us love, not only in the chat, but in person, um, man. It it doesn't go unnoticed. It's <laughs> yeah, that's right going. <laughs> Woo! the yeah. way that y'all rock with us, the way that y'all show us love, man, it doesn't go unnoticed. It's really, really appreciated. And we genuinely love each and every Trey, one of y'all for real. Trey, yes. Oh um, my goodness. Funny thing is, he was trying to get me to drink Henny. And I kept oh, telling you, you, you ain't getting none of the hair. I told him I cut. I told him straight up, say, listen, bro, we family, but I can't do any. I gotta be home because it's gonna make me want to do two things. They both start with an F, and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't home. You know what I'm saying? Neither one of them. <laughs> no, bro, we. Had a blast. Uh, again, shout out to the 49ers Rush crew, John, yes. Katie, Vicky, yes. Nick. Yo, the crew was great. Like, bro, next game, I think the next game, uh, I don't know. I, I ho I'm hoping and I'm going to try, do my best to get the nitty gritty crew out to Vegas. Right? So get ready for that. Tell you right now, that's New Year's. I'm gonna try to get the crew out to Vegas. That's what I'm working on. All right, but guys, thank y'all so much for tuning in to our Monday show. Again, I'm gonna be doing Wayne Breezy shows. They're gonna be at different times all week long. Make sure you check out what Mo's shows, what Mo's knows shows on his channel. All right, throughout the week, he is back. He is off his mini vacation, and he's ready to put out some content for you guys. Peachy, we love you, guys. Stay up, stay faithful. Dip out though. There was a poll question. That we got to answer. Yeah. What is Kyle Shanahan's greatest weakness? I don't know if you can say greatest and weakness in the same sentence. I, I, I didn't realize that. But, hey, we're going to do it anyway. As a head coach, all right, we're going to end this. We got 213 votes. I definitely – I should be in Seattle. I will be in Seattle. So I believe I'm going to be out there. I'm going to get out there early, like on a Tuesday. I'm going to chill with my son. You guys can meet me and my oldest son. And then Wednesday, we're going to chill. And then Thursday, we're going to beat the shit out of the Seahawks. And then I got to come home because I got a gig. All right, here we go. Adjustments, play calling, time management, or other? The answer was 44% said adjustments, yo. Adjustments. All right. Wow. Damn, them clap sounds surround sound. I don't know if you guys can hear the claps out there, but I hear them in my headphones. Mm -hmm. Um, wow. Okay. And 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 we're gonna leave it at that. We're gonna leave it at that. Hey, Moe's Peachy, love y'all. Please get some rest. Oh, I yeah. know y'all tired because I had y'all working right now. Uh, bro, 
Um, I'm tired. I, I'm out. Guys, stay up. Stay faithful. Always keep it nitty and always keep it gritty. We out, y'all. Peace. <laughs>